Hey, this is New The Mayor from Kickback TV Live from Atlanta, The Righteous Ratchet. And if you're like me, you're into content. And you got to have new content every day. That's why we do the podcast. We'll Flipboard curates the world stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. So get started right now with Flipboard.com. F-L-I-P-B-O-A-R-D.com. All right. We're going to go ahead and uh, do this without, uh, without going over JB phone. <laughs> I fixed it now. That shit was crazy. Okay. Welcome to Kickback TV live from Atlanta, also known as the Black CNN and the Revolution will really be televised. I'm the new the mayor, the righteous ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it. Every Sunday at 7, I'm right back at it. <laughs> Shaolin, fantastic. What up, y'all? It's your girl, Melanie Dion. I got forehand. Uh, the, oh, well, also known as the the breaker of men, the queen of creeps, also known as the conquest creep. What's up, y'all? It's JB Frank. I'm that gay geek representing nerds with attitude. Happy Sunday, everybody. What up, little sis? Shannon watching. What up, Nicole? What you, what you looking at? What you looking at? Is? Eric, Ron. Warren, what up everybody? Jada. So we're gonna get right into it. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. our first topic of the day is what? Drake and Pusher? Let's do it, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Unless you've been under a rock, uh you've been paying attention to the songs that have been released by Drake and Pusha T. Now I'm gonna give you a, a brief history as to why it is actually a beef. That I've been seeing people on Facebook not knowing why, like where, where does it come from? I'm gonna tell you where it came from, I'm gonna tell you why it started. And I'm going to tell you uh, where it's at right now. So the Clips, rap group from Virginia, Pharrell's group, um, did a song with Birdman called, uh, make noise, man. There what you go. to that boy? So they did. <laughs> there you go. That's like the first time I ever did that. You did. You nailed uh, it. Wow. You're learning how to speak Cardi. Oh, damn. Damn, damn Cardi. Cardi biting Birdman. Mm-mm. I get on Cardi. When is Cardi going to have that baby? I think in July or something like that. Okay, a cancer. All right, Cardi. Maybe All not. Set. I could totally be wrong, so go oh, ahead. Well, um, maybe not. Uh, so they did that song together, and after they did that song, things got a little weird between them. And um, rumor has it that uh, Lil Wayne wanted to wear the BBC Billionaire's Boy Club, but since Birdman didn't pay Pharrell properly for the beat, he was kind of like, nah, I ain't rocking with you. That's the rumor. Uh, the official story that we have that's backed up by facts is um, uh, Lil Wayne was wearing bait. And everybody knows that, of course, Pharrell and Eclipse started off wearing bait. And he was being interviewed by a magazine, and they made the comment like, oh, you wearing bait, like, you know, like Pharrell and Eclipse and stuff. And he was like, what? When they wore I thought they was weirdos. When I wear that shit fly. And so Pusha saw that and was like, he didn't have to see it see it that way he could have been like I like it too or something so the clips made a song called Mr. Me Too which was about a nigga who always biting in style always want to do the same thing you did always wanted this is this it was a very thinly veiled diss but niggas knew it was about Wayne Wayne threw like a little teen shot back and then they would do like one shot a year and so like four years passed with these little one shots and nobody nothing really big happening and then 
Pusha T puts on Exodus. Gangsta ass video. Has the Dream singing the hook on it. And for those who don't know, the Dream took Nivea from Wayne. Wayne's baby mother, the girl that Wayne wrote all the songs about he love her, he want her back. That was Dream's girlfriend, who he got pregnant. And then when the Dream and her broke up, she went back to Wayne for a little bit. So, and that was right around the time the song came out. So then the Dream got on the song of Pusha T. And on the song, Pusha T talks about Drake not getting no money and Wayne not getting no money and how Drake signed a Wayne and Wayne signed a baby and Slimming Universal and everybody broke and the niggas ain't, you know, y'all soft and this, this, blah, 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 blah. That prompted Lil Wayne to put out his tweet to say, fuck Pusha T and whoever loved him. So it wasn't quite a diss song, but that tweet was pretty powerful. Um, Pusha threw out a couple more subliminals. Drake responded last year on Two Birds and One Hand, but Two Birds and One Stone, I think the name of the song, saying Pusha T wasn't a real drug dealer. He was exaggerating all his drug dealer stories. Pusha didn't respond until his new album came out that featured the song Infrared. And that's the song that kind of sparked this resurgence of the beef. Because uh, that was Drake's song was like a year or so ago. Right. So Infrared drops. Drake comes back with W Freestyle. Mm -hmm. And then Pusha T comes back with a story of Adidon. Uh-huh. And that's where shit got real. So, having given you the whole history, I want to get you guys' perspective on the last three songs. And this... 2018 Duppy Freestyle. Thank you. And, um, because they're totally just escaping me right now. Um, but then, yeah, so then I heard Duppy Freestyle, and I was, okay, so my first reaction when I heard it, because I hear Drake talking on the intro, and he's like, you done made me mad, or whatever, or you done made me upset, and da 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 I was like, oh, this sounds like some light-skinned ass shit. <laughs> so, you know, I listened to Duppy Freestyle, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, ooh, he, he took some shots at Pusha T. And then... I heard story of Addy Dog, and I just totally dropped the mic and walked away because, like, when he was like, "You are hiding a child," like, da 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 da, -da, -da that kind of makes you look at people a little differently. Like, it's it's one thing when you're uh, exchanging, you know, little bars here and there, but when you start really going and getting into people's personal lives like that, and you find out that like they got secret kids, and then then the picture. The, uh, the, the cover for his story about Adidon, mm -hmm. you know, with the with Drake and Blackface, that definitely led to him having a whole press release via Instagram um, that he typed on his notes, whatever, addressing the whole Blackface picture. But, um, yeah, it was... It, Pusha T killed the whole shit. The shit is done. Like, it, it's a wrap. Like, this is Drake's first real L. Because Lord knows he was handing out L's left and right to Meek Mill and whoever else would come his way. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time we've ever seen Drake, like, really get shut down. So, sorry, Drake, you're going to have to catch the fade and take this L. I have an L. Here you go. Drake. Uh, 
JB? Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought up that it got personal because, um, you know, he just, he just said a lot. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I personally, like, this was a little too much for me. Um, and honestly, um, you know, I want to see how Drake responds. I would love it if Drake did or at least tried to. You know what I'm saying? Um, at least because that level of personal invective, to me, new crosses a line. And I think that it is actually more important to respond when niggas cross the line than when they don't. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I I don't entirely respect what Pusha T did to win. I'm going to keep it 100. I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't do that. That that violates a certain code of mine. Apparently, Drake dragged Pusha T's fiance into it though first. What he did was he he mentioned her name. He shouldn't have. That's how you feel. Yeah. Okay. This is between me and you. What my fiance got to do with this? So every time every time a female uh, corresponding female is mentioned, and that is crossing the line. If the female has something to do with the beef, then that's one thing. But if she has nothing to do with the beef whatsoever, then that's a totally different subject. It's an interesting distinction. Yeah, I know niggas is like, like don't mention my girl, don't mention my kids. If you do one of them, that's not, only, not only am I gonna battle you, if you mention my girl, I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah. Like, like we gonna fight in the streets. It could be, it could be a hip hop beef. But if you mention my girl, it's not rap no more. Right, I'm, this I'm, is I'm gonna smack the shit out you when I see you, just by saying her name. Um, that's one way. Now, I, we were talking about it earlier, and I was like, you know, Pac was like, that's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a pretty aggressive line. And, you know what I'm saying? And that- that played into their beef. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like people say, Tupac say to, to uh, Prodigy, that's why you got sickle cell, motherfucker. You fucking around with me, have a seize your heart attack. You got back the fuck up, or you get smacked the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And then we've heard other things. Easy, easy. Called Dr. Dre a gay, and you know that that's in hip hop terms in the '90s. That was it really what much more you know more devastating you could say to somebody. Um, right or wrong, I mean that's what the culture was at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been um, uh, like Tim Dog did a song for Compton. The MCA came back and said, "Fuck Compton, nigga, fuck your mama." I mean, it's been Pussers was very specific. <laughs> it was like your mother's name is Sandy, and Sandy can't get a man. Your father with Steve Harvey suits, and you are hiding a child. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But niggas have called Joe Button a, a, a terrible father and a wife and a woman beater um, in battles. Um, I don't know, you know. I do think that Pusher went over the, the over the over the edge, but I don't know how. I, I'm not mad though. Can I, can I put it this way? It's not up to us to defend Drake's honor. It's up to him. Very true. He hasn't. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, I, I heard what Mel said in light of what you and I said, and I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, in my opinion, Pusha did cross the line, but it's not my job to define what that line is. It's Drake's job to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, and I think what people are saying is, when you mention Pusha T's girl, 
That was the line. You you said there's no more line. You just said we talking about kids and families and wives and shit. Once he said that, you was you, you threw away the, the gloves are off now. Like like it's a certain honor in hip hop. You mentioned my girl, so you know if I got something on you, I'm gonna use it. If I don't, then I don't. Um, Drake hasn't responded. And people were Drake fans, and I got in the arguments. Oh, we have a show. A girl uh, that sang on one of Tree's songs was getting on me because I was making a post about Drake um, not writing his own raps. And she was like, when we was all in the studio that one day, I wrote your rap. And I'm like, no. Oh, shit. You wrote mine? Where was I at? She was like, I helped you with a line. I was like, I don't nah. You're a singer. How would you help me with a rap line? Nah. And I was she, like, she was like going on me like, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, like you better delete this post because I'm a I'm a tell everything. I just left the post up like you say whatever you want. Like like you're a female singer that I met one time. You didn't write my like, like people are weird. But um, that's another thing uh, that people. I are, think you told me about that. Yeah, I, was I remember. Like, I remember that like you've already like. Whatever we we not we not going. I, I yeah, mean that's a lot. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. <laughs> I saw your post. I saw the general post where you were like young. Like, let me stay very very clearly <laughs> yeah, what like, I mean. Like, yeah, like it's it's it was ridiculous. And I think that goes back to the Drake not writing thing. And I think that's where Drake is also getting because Drake is taking a bunch of ills right now. Like Mel right. said, he's right. losing because of the blackface thing. Because right. the explanation for the blackface yes. wasn't sufficient. Right. You know. Um, Black actors were having a hard time getting jobs in Canada, so we did this shoot. Like, nah, nigga. What does that have to do with? Or, or, or him? You no, supposed to be Drake? No like, you supposed to be the? You supposed this to be was, the hip hop? This was years ago. Okay. He wasn't quite I, Drake. I, but I regardless, that's still, regardless, that's still that, taking a, a picture in blackface character doesn't horrible. Right. But my point is, a def, a, taking a picture in blackface does not go, does not mean. Black actors aren't getting jobs and we're standing up for Absolutely them. not. So regardless of who he's supposed to be, with all that shit, his explanation just didn't make no sense. And that's like, why that, people that weren't buying sense. it. People weren't buying the shit. Right. And that's why he has been handed an L. They got a video of him talking about he was seeing one of his favorite rappers like, man, he used to be the nigger. Like, he, was, he was that nigger. Yeah, now, with the hard ER. I, I was, I'm going to blame that on his upbringing. But, but I'm kind of like, you know how to say, like, you just sort of rap songs, you know how to say, uh, Instead of er, like like you've been listening to rap your whole life, I guess you know to say uh other than er. Like why did he say er? And, and I don't know what it means because I don't think he's racist. Like uh, I don't think he is. But why did he say er? Because he was trying too hard. Um, I'm not gonna give him a pass for that um, <clears throat> because of my personal background. I never gave anybody a pass for any kind of shit like that. White people, let me make this clear. Everybody, let me make this clear. Using the word nigga is not your tool, your technique for becoming down or part of the community. Right. Never, ever, 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 ever try that. It will never end well for you. And it didn't end well for Drake. That does not give him a pass because it is a chronic mistake of ignorance and lack of sensitivity. Yeah, um, I'm gonna get to some of these comments. Absolutely. Uh, he mentioned Pusha T wife. A couple people said that you shouldn't have did that. Pusha through a haymaker trying for an early knockout. Ron said shit. Didn't Jigga say he left rubbers on the car seat? I brought that up before we when we was in the pre-show. I brought that exact point up that, that Jay Z mother made him apologize. She made him call him to the radio station. 
and apologize to Nas, Nas's baby mother and their child for, for going too far. But Jay-Z did say that. Um, Miles said Pusha wanted the last generation of real battle rappers. Drake will have to figure out a way to counterpunch a real battle rapper. We'll find out how skilled he is. Um, go watch Drake on Saturday Night Live and Black Jeopardy sketch. I believe that's who he, he, who he was growing up, which probably included Nigger. And, you know, Drake was a corny, corny dude. Um, we, we, that's obvious. That's not me hating that. Like, we all have seen his childhood. <laughs> it's nothing himself. like it he's is a corny what dude. it is. And he's half black, half Jewish. And he probably, he always said I wasn't, I was never black enough. When I went to, you know, the hood with my father, I wasn't black enough. Or when I was, you know, with my mother and people, I wasn't white enough, Jewish enough. So he struggled with that. I, I'm not making an excuse for him. But I'm saying that it's very likely that since he struggled with that, he was saying nigger instead of nigga, depending on what week it was, that he, who he was trying to be at that point. Mm-hmm. Pussy pulled a lot of, exposed a lot on Drake, and it's gonna take, it's gonna take something. Kanye tried to save Drake, I believe, with that tweet, saying this has gone too far, yeah. it's too personal, so now it's dead. Does that mean it's over? Does that mean that Drake won't respond because Kanye said it's dead? Or is Drake gonna respond like he, Got on Meek Mill back to back. Meek ain't respond fast enough, so Drake hit him again. If Drake don't respond fast enough, we'll push it, hit him again. I mean, at this point, fast enough is over with. Like, it's been days now. So, yeah. there is no fast enough at this point in time. That Very shit is done. Like, Very good point. You can't come, there, there's no, there's no way that Drake comes out of this winning at this point in time. You're just going to have to let this shit ride. He's going to have to release a porno with Virginia Williams. That's the only thing that's And that work. would be terrible. That would be terrible. And, but and he, he would probably die. He probably would die. But I, what else can he do at this point? Nothing, which is why he needs to Pussy killed him. It's over. And, and I tell you when you know somebody got killed, when random extra shit started coming out, when Drake destroyed Meek, random videos of Meek with nappy braids came out, and Meek looking broke, came, like all of a sudden, all these things are bad about Meek just came out of nowhere. Went to jail. And all this shit happened. I guess now, that was every a time perfect segue to... for me, new because I saw, <laughs> I, um, yeah, there there are videos out there on certain oh. websites of, uh, of of Drake's baby mama. Yeah, which I was getting ready to comment on. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, them jokes are at the top of the come list. Come on, man. Drake. Like, okay. Yeah. She's a porn star. Let's just put that out there first of all. Why are you sliding in porn stars raw? Like that, that like that makes me that was a whole issue right there. When all that came out that she was a porn star, I was like, Oh, this is a nasty nigga. Like I already knew, you know, Drake do his thing, whatever, as most celebrities do. But like, really, bruh? You 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 I, I, now I'm really side eyeing you, like, oh that's what that's what we doing? Like if, if you hitting porn stars raw, you probably trying to hit everybody raw. It's a pretty low standard. And this is like a known groupie. Apparently she was talking to like several other rappers yeah. at that time too. She was talking to ASAP because he's the one who actually spilled the tea to push the tea about him having the baby. Yeah, and then ASAP tried to say, leave me out of this shit. You see his like, tweet? Nah, nigga, it's too he late said now. Tweet, like, leave me out of this stuff. You I ain't got nothing to do with into it. it. So it's, <laughs> it's a wrap now. You, you, you already in it. I want to get y'all thoughts, man. Can, um, as one, we, what do y'all think about the blackface? But most importantly, does anybody think Drake can come back? Now, we know that Drake is going to put out an R&B song 
It's going to go number one on the charts, and then this album's going to drop in later this month. Um, but can he, like, can he really survive this? Can he redeem himself from this? Can he redeem himself? Um, because Pusha went at Drake's female fan base by applying, by putting the story out that he, he fucking a porn star, that he has a child he doesn't take care of. Drake's supposed to be the sensitive guy, so all the girls like, Drake love us, he's so sensitive. When the girl said, he ain't taking care of his baby. Because he I only think, loves his, his, his dad and his mama. Yeah. And Lord, I, I did, um, Adonis sitting there like, <laughs> like the bar sister, Joe, you only love your bed and your mama? You know what I mean? But they hit him with the Will Smith show. How come you don't want me, man? It's fucked up, Drake. That's a lot. It's fucked up. And it's crazy pushing exposed him like that. But woo! Uh, let's move on, man, because this is it's good for hip hop. It did get a little personal, but I think even with it getting that personal, it was still good for hip hop. This is still a good beef. We got good, good, good lyrics. Yeah, I'm gonna say we got good lyrics out of it, which yeah. is a bigger thing, because Lord knows. Hip-hop is lacking lyrics. Yeah, and Pusha's album is pretty pretty good. It's only seven songs, but it's pretty good. Check that out. Um, Unless you just don't rock with Kanye because he did produce it. So. Yeah. Just so y'all know, because I ain't listened to it yet either. So, the way my blackness is set up. But anyway, speaking of blackness, let's go on to our What the Fuck story of the day. Because I don't know how the fuck Kim K got a meeting at the White House to talk about prison reform. When there are clearly way more qualified people. I mean, I, under, I, I get the gesture, but uh, can we get in like Michelle Alexander or something like that? The new Jim Crow? I would take Pusha T. I was well, just about to say that. Because he actually worked with Hillary Clinton on the prison <laughs> he did. Um, This is going to sound like an oxymoron because of the current state of affairs in the White House. But just because you're a reality TV star doesn't mean you're qualified to speak on issues. I know our president is a reality TV star. I Trust me, the irony of what I'm saying isn't lost on me. But so what? One, he shouldn't be the president. We should not have a reality star as our president. Uh, and we shouldn't have that reality star president consulting other reality stars about something as important as prison reform. I am not qualified to speak to the President of the United States on prison reform. I'm not. And I have studied. We have a show. We have discussed it at length for years. I am still not qualified. Absolutely not. To speak to the President of the United States on prison reform. This is... This is... My man, uh, 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 Skip Billis would say, this is S9, S10, S11, S12. This is stupid. Kim K. I want to say her initial reason for going, though, was to seek a pardon for um, this woman. I want to say she's like a 61-year-old black woman who's a first-time offender who got a life sentence uh, for drugs. And so basically that was like her initial reason for going to the White House to discuss this pardon. But as you know that kind of snowballed into something else and then it became this whole thing about prison reform and this motherfucker, 45, like, either that day or the next day, then pardons. <sighs> not not saying listen. Uh, what's the boxer now? The boxer. The, part, the boxer he pardoned. He pardoned a boxer? Uh, a deceased boxer. He posthumously pardoned him for murder. Oh, I don't know about that one, but he definitely uh, pardoned this guy. Jack Johnson? Super, super anti-Obama... Like real, real terrible, 
real terrible record on like uh, social issues and stuff. Like he just turns out to be a nasty person. But I, that's a whole other subject. But either way, Kim Kardashian is not qualified to speak on prison reform, and that is it. So. Yeah, and I don't fault Kim. You know, she had noble intentions, or she had bullshit intentions. I, I don't care. Why would Trump let her come? She's Why would the president wife. let her come there? Because she's Kanye's wife. I'm gonna, that's so crazy. That's his buddy. You know, they have that yeah. dragon energy. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate here. And, and, um, and, and just offer up this. I doubt very seriously that Kim Kardashian thought that she was going to the White House to talk about prison reform. Um, I just, like, maybe I'm giving her too much credit but I don't see her willing to stand up and, and say that because it is too ridiculous. Like, it is so stupid. What it sounds like to me is, it sounds like to me she went to talk to Donald Trump about that particular that's, that's issue. Exactly what it was. And then the press, and it's no Trump's press, that. turned it into this bigger thing. That, that sounds a lot more credible to me. Um, so... Kim goes in there and talks about this specific issue and Trump's press staff tries to turn it into a prison reform discussion. That seems a little more logical to me based on the relative media intelligence of the two individuals we're talking about. That being said, um, I fault Kim for not countermanding it if that's what actually happened. She still kind of let it ride. She hasn't responded if that's what happened which makes her culpable. And Trump, this is some sideshow freak bullshit. I don't, we can't even be surprised by this. I, don't I think, expect worse. I don't put any onus on Kim. Like, no, it's, it's definitely not her fault. Uh, like none. I, I consider her completely 100% innocent. My issue is that she was even given the opportunity by the White House. And that they would even spin it or word it or phrase it. There are so many people they could talk to about prison reform. The fact that they're going, we're talking to Kim Kardashian about prison reform. It's like, what? That's not good, nigga. Because it was never about prison reform. Right. So it's I, just I, it's just more stupid. bullshit. That well, Trump, it's more about. fake news. It's more um, um, alt right bullshit. It's more stupidity, and it's more shit that the American public is falling for. I was gonna ask that question. Are he tried to get Meek Mill to go there. When Meek got it, he tried to get him to come up there, and Jay Z stopped that shit. He was trying to meet with a bunch of rappers and, and rappers and athletes, and athletes about yeah. prison reform. Which is not the. And I was like, why are you meeting with rappers and athletes about prison reform, motherfucker? It's lawyers and judges. I remember that. I remember that. So I, I put this all on Trump. This has been Trump's thing for the last few weeks. Is he's gonna meet with these rappers and athletes about prison reform? And then he met with Kim Kardashian. And I'm like, this is stupid. It was stupid the first time you said it. It's stupid now. Yes. He's, unfortunately, what it's doing, though, is it's positioning minorities in the minds of the American people. Because what he's saying is, I'm going to talk to these particular people about what happens in prison. And it's all the minorities you love. All the rappers, all the athletes, all of the everybody. It just kind of clicked for me. Like, it's it's a media move to steal their power, to steal their power of resistance, um, and it scares me. It's so ridiculous, but think about it. Think about what it does. I mean, and they haven't been going, but Kim did, so I do fault her for that part. Like, 
guess. I'll, I'll give her a little bit of fault. Because Mika ain't go, but she did. Uh, what else we got? Well, it's not like Kim's part of the black delegation, so, Facts. you know, she's going to move Facts. on her own anyway. On to the Shut Up Stupid Award, which we totally are handing out to Roseanne Barr this week. Yay! Um, so, Roseanne sleep tweets. <laughs> um, and I say, well, yeah. Sleep tweets um, a negative comment about Valerie Jarrett, mm-hmm. um, who was an aide on the, under the Obama administration, um, and basically said, the, the comment was like, uh, Muslim Brotherhood plus Planet of the, Planet of the Apes equals Valerie Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Um, which we all know the history behind those types of comments about black people, um, referring to them as apes and monkeys and things of that nature. So she definitely received a lot of flack for that. ABC promptly canceled her show. She thought um, it was 1989. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and here's the thing. Roseanne has been known for saying all kinds of inflammatory, like I said, racist, anti-Semitic comments and stuff. Like she, she made she some comments she could about get Susan away with Rice. That shit. Yeah, she made comments about Susan Rice back in like 2013. Um, so I don't know how ABC actually thought that this was going to play out by bringing her show back because even the first episode, like when it came back, was was highly uh, controversial. Had a lot of people talking about it just for some of the comments ever made. Um, so, yeah, Roseanne rightfully lost her show, and, the, and she's still been on Twitter tweeting about it, retweeting stuff that people have sent to her or whatever, but fuck her. She, you can go. Yeah, she can crawl back under that um, roll of a stomach she got lived in. Fat bitch. I meant it. New said it. It is what it is. Um... I do. Um, a lot of people that worked on the show were like, we we can't, we don't support her comments, and she needs to be dealt with, and da da da. And I thought about it like, why the sites quit the show? I'm quitting the show. These comments. This been the same fat racist bitch for the last decade. Y'all didn't know that when y'all signed up for the show. Right. Right. Now y'all distancing yourselves. What was it like? If you if she keeps quiet, we'll be cool with her. We'll go get this check as long as she don't be her. She a racist fat bitch. She been a racist fat bitch for a long time. Now I was I was in the dark about it because I watched her show when it was on TV. I didn't watch it from the very beginning, but I caught on at some point, and I actually became a fan of the show. I had no idea she was into all this woozy 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 while the show was on. Mm-hmm. Once the show left, and she took the picture of her dressed as Hitler with burnt cookies in her hand, which symbolized the Jews being burned yes. in the ovens. When she did that, I was like, "Oh, this bitch crazy!" Like she said, "What? She took what picture?" And then the picture was on the internet. I'm like. I think the Roseanne I know, but from that point on, I was like, oh, this bitch crazy. She's, she's, she's something different. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that the show was canceled. I was happy to know that the NBC executive was a black woman. Uh, ABC. ABC. ABC executive was a black woman. And, um, I mean, rumor has it that the show was ABC's top show of this past fall. I can't prove that. But that's what the stories on the internet said. I'll do a little more research. But it's supposed to be one of the top shows as, as a reboot. Well, allow me to uh, add some color to that. And this is the reason why it sparked my interest, even though I knew who Roseanne was. Because they brought John Goodman back. Right. And John Goodman is like that. <laughs> nigga, nigga. You know, John Goodman is like a good dude. Um... 
what has surprised me is that they were actually able to bring John Goodman back because of the effort <laughs> that he's made, you know, to reach out to different minority communities, especially on film, but, you know, otherwise in his, you know, in his subsequent career to Roseanne. It was like, that was a key factor to them doing what they did. That and the fact that he died on the show. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they, I don't even know what the reboot, I, I don't know how they managed to bring that all together. Um, but he They glossed died. over it. They made a comment like, like, like you can sleep all day. It's almost like you died. Oh. And that was it. Great. That's how they explained it. Oh, well, oh, speaking of explaining shit, but listen to how Roseanne tried to explain how, how these comments came about. <laughs> so this hoe said she was on Ambien, and that's why she uh, made those comments. And so the makers of Ambien responded and were like, while Ambien and prescription drugs can cause side effects, racism is not one of them. Which Boom. is like the perfect clapback. Like, yeah, um, bitch, you ain't about to blame this shit on on you taking prescription drugs. That's just who you are. Factorino. So, so I'm glad Roseanne, you said that. Roseanne, fat ass, racist bitch bar, you get the Donald Trump, your buddy, shut up, stupid board, shut the fuck up, bitch. Um, moving on. Moving on. To the Andre Ingram Grinding Shine Award. Mm-hmm. Which goes to... Spider-Man! Yes. So, and, and seeing the... I don't know if y'all saw it, but there's a video online of this um, guy from Malawi, this black guy, African guy from Malawi, um, climbing, scaling this, this building, climbs four stories to rescue this toddler that's like hanging off the side. There's like a guy um, up on like the fourth floor holding onto the baby's arm. I don't know why he couldn't pick this child up, but you know, he's holding onto the baby's arm and the, the kid is dangling over the edge. And um, so the guy climbs up four stories over the balconies and climbs like onto the balcony and helps the guy pull the kid back up. This kid, I swear, can't be any more than like 30, 40 pounds, but whatever. Um, so yeah, so he gets the Andre Ingram Grind and Shine Award. Uh, Emmanuel Macron, the president of France, offered him citizenship. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty dope because he was there illegally. Um, so yeah, he's offered him, you know, uh, French citizenship for in exchange for his kind act. Yeah, man, I, I just I love the story. I, I watched it. I saw him climb the building. I saw him grab the baby. I saw him, you know, usher the baby to safety. It just felt good. It's just a feel good story, and I felt like he deserved a goddamn grinding shine award. Yeah. We gotta shout out our heroes. His name is Mamadou Gassama. Sorry, I didn't. No say question that. about that. We gotta shout out our heroes. You know, I mean, a man who risks his own life to save a life. You know, despite the fact that how amazing it was, he did it. Y'all you know? see that shit? It's crazy. Like, yeah, you definitely watch the video on YouTube or Facebook. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's almost as impressive as the time I saved Mel. One time we we was in another country and she was in a helicopter. And she had fallen out of the helicopter. And what I did, I was on like the top floor of a building. I jumped across. I grabbed her. I did a flip, stop, drop, roll, tuck into the beach sand. And then I, 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 I caught her like this. In the I'd, like to, the I'd like to insert a yeah. kickback TV break into this line of bullshit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's time for our question of the day, New. And it gets into, it kind of gets into our big story of the day and some other things, right? The question is, <clears throat> why don't writing why doesn't writing your own lyrics matter 
anymore to the hip hop world, you know, or does it matter? Or, yeah, um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that is a question that's been on my mind for months now. You know, he full commentary. Full commentary. Well, so am I. Yeah. So am I. But honestly, it, 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 this last week, um, it was all over. I thought I got, I got jumped. The girl jumped to her. I vote your rap. Oh, shit. This should get real. Motherfuckers get so mad, they start lying. Like, oh, Jesus. So it's, it, why doesn't it matter? That's my question. That's the question. Why doesn't an MC writing their own lyrics matter anymore? Because it's, it really, really did matter at some point. This isn't like a 2018 new, it's decided, made a decree. Like, this was a big deal for like 30 years. And wow. then at some point, it wasn't no more. And I don't know when the switch happened, but I know what happened because when I talk to people, they're like, you don't care. I'm like, where did, where did y'all come from? Everybody cared at some point. When did Songwriters care. Yeah. And that's when the perspective the I want to offer. When did that opinion happen? not matter? Like, like songwriters yeah. care. I, I don't. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about right, it. But right. The question right. is, when did it, like, what year was that? Like, I because missed that year. The yeah. bulk of my life, it's been like, if you don't watch over, I'm not going to buy your CD. It's been anger all throughout all of my fans. And then one day they was like, we don't give a fuck. I just wonder when it happened. So y'all think about that and y'all respond and let us know when the hell did that happen? Did it happen with Drake? Or when did it happen? It happened at some point. I we'll be right it. back. I got to refill. And I got to go finish writing this rap for Drake. <laughs> <laughs>
to the different hand. So this, you know, yes, there is a, a, a sort of implicit Let's get the show reshared. I'm just glad that it wasn't Mel because the first rumor was that you was his baby mother. And I was like, oh shit. I was glad that, you know, we, we discovered that, you know, technically it wasn't you. That was ridiculous. I am not a porn star. I do fuck like one, though. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, back to well. the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're starting the second half of the show, and we gotta get—we'll get into our question of the day and a few other topics. But we'll start with our reintroduction. 
Welcome back to Kickback TV Live from Atlanta. I got to start saying it like I'm really from here. Welcome to Kickback TV Live from Atlanta. And no T's. No T's in Atlanta. Nope. No T's. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Welcome to Kickback TV Live from Atlanta. I'm new the mayor. The righteous ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it every Sunday at 7. We right back at it. Shaolin. Fantastic. Oh! What up, y'all? It's your girl, So Mellow, also known as Melanie Dion of House Forehand, the Breaker of Men, the Queen of Creeps, also known as the Conscious Creep. What's up, yeah, y'all? Yeah. JB Frank, that gangster geek representing Nerds with Attitude. Happy Sunday, everybody. She Once said, again. With like they say it in their money. <laughs> Alright, so uh, I'll be going straight into the question of the day or let's do you have do something that. else? Nah, let's do straight that. Straight question of the day. Mm -hmm. So the question of the day is, why doesn't it matter, or why does it no longer matter if a rapper writes their own lyrics? And I brought that up because when we were listening to the Drake and Meek battle, I thought that Meek ended Drake's career by saying, that nigga got a ghostwriter. And niggas was like, so? so? <laughs> I think that didn't work. And I think that's why Meek never responded because he was like, that shit ain't work? Oh, shit. This nigga's invincible. And then when, when uh, Pusha first did his first song about Drake uh, last week, the infrared song, people was like, he's still talking about the ghostwriter thing. And I'm like, but that's a big thing. That's not something you dismiss. That's a huge deal. And what I found out online from people arguing with me, these Drake fans, is that it is not a big deal to a large percentage of people. I don't know what the numbers are, but there are a, a shit ton of people who are like, we don't care, new. You're the only one that cares. And I'm like, what? And I was like, well, maybe it's because I'm an MC. Maybe because I'm actually a rapper, actually studied the craft, actually a student of the game. Lyrics, delivery, and cadence. Three, yeah. three components. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But all of them make up an MC. Yeah. Facts. LSD, lyrics, swag, delivery. Yeah, it is. But um, yeah, JB, uh, it, it, it was mind blowing. Um, <laughs> before we get into our comments, I'll read a couple to you guys. Um, Good idea. Jada said, um, "It does matter to true fans of hip hop. For those who are just fans of music, it doesn't matter. They can't be a real MC if they don't write their own music." Ron said, "Problem came when rap became a business. Blame Puffy." Um, Jada goes on to say, "When rap became mainstream, you know, a mainstream music source, those who had no parts in it now wanted a part." And so they forged their own lane, you know, niggas couldn't rap, so they got people to rap for them. That, that enters the drug dealer rapper or the producer rapper, Puffy, Dr. Dre, Timberland. Like, you know, dudes that couldn't rap, but they had artists. And write me a rap about this. Easy E couldn't rap. Easy E couldn't rap. Mm -hmm. Easy it's e known that Ice Cube wrote those lyrics. Yeah. And, and, and that's what made it. Now, Easy E said, I am the best MC in the game. He said, Ice Cube writes the rhymes that, that I say. He was like, I'm a thug. I don't know how to rap. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know how to shoot people to sell drugs, though. So <laughs> and and I got rap. this money so, behind Easy. this operation. Right, yeah, right. So I'm the money and, man. and Puffy, famous line was, I don't, mind, don't mind if I write rhymes, I write, I write checks. checks. Mm -hmm. That's cool to me. Because I don't expect much from them. I know the Steel Dre song, Steel D.R.E., Scott Storch made the beat, and Jay-Z wrote the rap. But it was Dre's song. And I was like, what did Dre do? Delivered it. He ain't make the fucking beat. He ain't write the goddamn rap. Dre's a producer. But it was his song. It was, it was wild to me. But um, 
I understood those two. Even Kanye. I, I, okay, I understand. But once you start saying, I'm the best rapper in the game, I'm the best MC, that's, I got the best that lyrics. Becomes, that becomes a problem. Oh, buddy. That becomes Quitting a problem. Quitting Publix to work on some of your songs. Yeah. Like, don't sit here. You can't claim that. Yeah. And once you claim that, then I'm going to attack you. Me yeah. personally. Most singers are artists. You know what I'm saying? They they So they focus on two things, you know, delivery, performance, and cadence, because that is their job, and that is okay. But when you start saying that you're more than that, that's when it becomes a problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you start calling yourself a songwriter and the bulk of the material that you release is somebody else's lyrics and somebody else's music, then how much of a songwriter are you? You call yourself an MC, and your biggest fucking hits <laughs> have some have somebody's else's lyrics behind them. You can call yourself the greatest performer. <laughs> you can saw call yourself the biggest show. You can call yourself the hardest working man <laughs> right now, if you want to. But you can't call yourself the top MC. And I, I think yeah, that's you can't call point. yourself an MC. And I think that's the distinction between singers and rappers because you can be a, a singer that's a songwriter uh -huh. who just didn't write all your songs uh -huh. but to me once you're an MC once you once a nigga writes a rap for you you're no longer an MC okay so you can be a singer and a songwriter but this song somebody else wrote yeah that's different yeah okay if you're a rapper and you claim to be an MC but somebody else writes your song you're automatically disqualified no turning back no coming back period and that's why I distinguish R&B totally from this discussion as far as hip-hop because um, you can be a rapper, you can be an artist. I rap with you, Drake is probably the, the best artist of our time. He is not an MC though, because he don't write his own lyrics. He doesn't write all of his own lyrics. Now, I'm not dumb enough to say that Drake don't write nothing. I mean, Drake is written for other people, so he writes something. Mm -hmm. um, but the minute you start reading somebody else's lyrics, you're no longer an MC to me. And that's kind of how we did it. That, that's the, that's the hip-hop I came up on. And I don't know when it changed. But I know, um, like Cardi B. Cardi, like, you know, I'm out here to try and get it. I'm a rapper. I'm trying to make my money. I want to make songs I like. I want to start a party with me. She ain't saying I'm the best MC in the game. If Cardi said right now, I'm the best MC, can't no other woman see me with the lyrics, I would roast her. Because we know niggas writing songs for her. But Cardi ain't saying that. No. Cardi, like, I make good music, I got a good image, you're gonna love me, and you're gonna rock with me, and let's party. Ew. And then she do that. And you know what I say? Let's go, Cardi. I don't Absolutely. give a shit who wrote Cardi's songs, because that ain't what Cardi about. Now, if Cardi said, I'm the best MC, and this, 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 then I'm gonna look at you sideways and be like, hold up. And that's my issue with Drake. If Drake was like, nigga, I'm the best performer, I'm damn near Michael Jackson of our time. I make number one hits. My team, we put out songs that are the best, and can't nobody see me as far as making these hit records. And it don't matter if I write them, because I'm amazing. And my team amazing. Fuck you. I'd be like, mm, I got nothing to say. You can shut me up, Drake. I'm going to sit back here in my motherfucking business. But when he says, I'm the best lyrical MC in the game, That's now we got to talk. That's a problem. I'm, I, I, can't, I can't deny what you said. I can't deny the distinctions because they're accurate. And honestly, it's always the way that I have felt. Um, and that's the problem. Um, he, he, got, he personally got too big for himself. Can we think of other examples, though? Um, have, have, have other niggas 
try to do what Drake is doing right now, you know, as a dude with a ghostwriter, try to say they're the number one MC in the game. I don't remember anybody else doing it. I, I don't think we would know. I think if they, if it was, they got away with it because we didn't know they got a ghostwriter. And then people was attacking me saying, you know, Jay-Z and Nas got ghostwriters. I was like, Jay-Z, like you picked them too? I don't think Jay-Z and Nas got ghostwriters. Like you picked them? Like, yeah, that, that got called as a stand. You just don't want to believe Jay-Z and Nas got ghostwriters. And I'm like, one, I'm not even a Nas fan. So I don't even fuck about Nas. And Jay-Z, I am a Jay-Z fan, but I just don't think they have ghostwriters. I'm like, what are you basing this on? The same thing you're basing Drake on. Well, no, 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 no. Drake said in the Pusha T battle, I had to point it out, I got help on a couple of V's. If you, if you look down on me for getting help on a couple of V's, what do you think about the nigga that makes your beats? Which is a, sign, a shot of Kanye. Because I was over at your spot writing his shit. Drake admits that niggas helped him write raps. I heard the reference track. Niggas tried to say, well, it was just a chorus. Quinn Miller wrote the, the verse that Drake spit on Meek Mill album. There was no chorus by Drake. It was only a verse. And Quinn Miller wrote the entire verse. So I don't hear the bullshit about he only works on choruses. He only gets help on a line or two. That Batman wrote the entire verse. He wrote a song, Running Through the Six of My Woes. And he wrote uh, 10 bands. 10 bands. Yeah. So I'm like, and I heard him. Like, I heard him with my own ears. But Drake fans, like, they're like, no. I'm like, what do you mean, no, nigga? Go to YouTube. What, the, what, the, what do you mean, no? You know what I'm saying? Like, he only helped him on one line on one course. It's like, no, let's not be delusional, y'all. Like, this is something that's, that's like, no. I'm a Drake fan. But I totally know that Drake has ghost friends. I totally know that Quinn Miller is sitting there, pen in hand, ready to write some rhymes. Write some lines. Well, push your teeth right now. He either probably he sent. He, he probably need his ass. <laughs> well, he probably sent Drake about twelve emails. Did like, Drake have help with writing um, Duppy? Yeah, we, we posted the uh, the credits of the songs, and it listed um, like two other people. Yeah, two other people. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I was like, so what's really good? It's called like Duppy Freestyle on yeah, YouTube, and, too. and it's like, right. huh? But you like, got, you got how you got, cre- how you got freestyle? credits on a freestyle? My G, like, what like, right, what is right. that? That's not a freestyle. What is that? That is not a freestyle. What is that? It, I don't, it's wild. It's wild. The, the I, don't, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. But I totally understand the distinction between MC writing their own rhymes versus like songwriters and. I, I do think that there is a difference between someone writing their own... As a rapper, there's a difference between someone writing their own rhymes and, and having someone else write those rhymes for you. We are in agreement. But, no deli- but delivery definitely helps. Like, Because yeah, everybody who could write is not necessarily a good artist. Bing fucking so, go, bingo. which is why Quentin ghost writers Miller, exist. Quentin Miller's... Deli- his voice on those songs was shit yeah. compared to Drake. Drake's voice in the pocket, he was able to flip it in the way he delivered it with the passion and vocal inflection. Like, if that man had did that song, it would have been nothing. nothing. If Quentin Miller put that song out, it would have been a fucking... I mean, it's the same thing with Safari. And Nicki, yeah. Safari can't deliver shit, but Nicki no, can but deliver... Nicki can spit it. Nicki can spit it. So, whatever. Glad we got that out of the way. Uh, moving right along. Drake, boy, you taking all the L's this week. Somebody else is taking the L. Who else took an L? The NFL. Mm-hmm. The NFL. L. L. Mm-hmm. Big L. Capital uh, L. They lost me. They lost me with this bullshit. And the boycott continues. 
your boycott continues. I was so ready to put the boycott behind me because I felt like when Kaepernick's suing him, he's never coming back. And if that's what I'm waiting for, I'm never going to get it. So just move on. And I was, I was like on the fence, but I was, I was at least on the fence. The Cowboys were in Atlanta my first year I lived here. I didn't go. Um, they were here last year. I was about to go, but I was boycotting, so I didn't go. They're going to be here again next year. And I was, and it's on F birthday. And I was like, this year, I'm going to go. The boycott is behind me. I'm going to go see the Cowboys play for the first time in my life. Yeah. And I'm not going. Because the NFL ruled that if you uh, do any acting disrespectful, disrespectful to the flag, i.e. kneeling or whatever it may be, because it's very ambiguous, mm-hmm. that you can, your team can be fined or the team can find you. They left it open-ended to the teams, and they said what their main It's up be. to the teams to make their own decision, which is horrible. Um, it's classic Republican bullshit, but um, <clears throat> the NFL has been re- uh, progressively losing me. Um, the movie Concussion came out and I did some of my own research and I learned about how fucked up the NFL is with the people who have made them who they are. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? With niggas like Tony Dorsett and Andre Ware and, you know, and Earl Campbell. Like, how they have just fucked these niggas. Like, there are NFL players out there who are suffering from post-traumatic disorder who who their families have to be separated mm-hmm. from them because they're so dangerous right now. CTE? Yeah, the shit is still going on. Then you get all of the bullshit with all of the criminal activity that goes on in the NFL that just gets glossed over. Yes. So the NFL decides to make it stand about this bullshit despite all of that, new. You feel me? Like they have lost me, young. I've been an NFL fan since I was two years old. On my third birthday, my father bought me a Washington Redskins football helmet and a jersey. That's how long I've been a football fan. And I don't want to watch football anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this breaks my heart. Like, fuck the NFL. This is, fuck the NFL, yeah. Yeah, I can totally agree. Football has been a part of my life since before I can remember. I was probably cheering on the sidelines when my mother was pregnant with me. Um, So to now know how the NFL really, I mean, it ain't like we ain't know before, but like just to to see that they've taken this action against uh, what is a peaceful protest, um, it's really disgusting. I'm appalled. I can't believe that they're like, well, if you're going to protest, stay in the locker room. Like, nah, man. Like, this is this is some bullshit. Like, y'all, and they're tro- they're totally changing the narrative on why the protest began in the first place. The, the protest has nothing to do with the flag. I mean, it's it kind of tied into the anthem, but it's it's related to a specific part of the anthem. But it's more about police brutality and, and about like how we are being treated and you know, motherfucking. Yeah, really yeah. quick, JB. We're gonna um, if you're tuned in on Apple on iTunes to the podcast. We're going to be closing here. Uh, We'll do a part two. If you're on Facebook Live and YouTube, keep watching, of course. 
But uh, this will be in the part one. We'll pick up part two, further discussing the NFL. So uh, if you're on Facebook Live or YouTube, give us one second. If you're on iTunes, go to episode two.